show Nerd Podcast Radio. I'm your host, Special Mikey. Along with me always is Hindu Anthony. What's up, Buttercup? And Super Vegan Brian. Hello, nurse. And today we have a very special guest. He is from uh, one of our one of my favorite YouTube channels. He is Odin from DIY Channels. Uh, DIY Channels. <laughs> I wrote it down and I wrote it and I wrote it down and I said it in reverse. You, you Hi, just I'm say. Odin from DIY Prop Shop, where we build stuff with two nerdy guys. There you go. I don't need to edit anything now. <laughs> so, Odin, welcome. Odin's going to be our new, our new, uh, our new main host. Sweet. <laughs> what I need is more work. That's awesome. <laughs> well, we only meet for like an hour and a half once a week. You're in. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, Odin, please tell us a little bit about yourself. Let's see. I'm a host of a YouTube channel called DIY Prop Shop that's put on by Ami. I've been doing that for about a year and a half. Previous to that, I was the main prop builder and set builder for Smosh. I uh, did that for a couple of years. And I've done other video and um, movie projects since phew, the late 80s, basically. You worked for wow. Smosh? Yeah, that's that. I, yeah, I worked for Smosh. I, that's another channel I love. Jeez. Oh, well, there you go. With another answer. Can we be best friends? <laughs> it just gets cooler and cooler. <laughs> yeah, I was like, he's got a cool name. He built Ash's Chainsaw and the Portal Gun. This guy's really awesome. I worked for Smosh. You, okay, for you're in. <laughs> I'm in. Sweet. <laughs> Plus, yeah, so you're, you're awesome. Thank you. Uh, I also got paid to uh, stand in line for uh, Star Wars Episode One back in '97. So I got I got paid to stand in line for six weeks, and I got paid to go to Crete for a month shooting a World War II documentary. Those are a couple other like highlights for me. Please be my friend. <laughs> <laughs> said Star Wars and World War II documentary in the same sentence. Yes, Falsh and Eggers and Stormtroopers. It's awesome. <laughs> No, but I'm really glad you're here today. Uh, this has actually been one episode I've been looking forward to a lot, and I can't wait to you know dive right in there with you on you know fabrication and basically everything you take care of. But first, we're going to take care of the one thing we love to take care of, and that is our favorite game. What's nerdy with you? I see. Now, I, I believe we explained it to you earlier. You know, you just yes, whatever you know, you the nerdiest thing you did this last week. You know, and then we all share that. Kind of gives us a feel for each other, and then we're going to go ahead and vote, see who wins. By the way, Brian's unfair. Michael, we're feeling each other? <laughs> to get a feel for each other. Oh, Michael, I get plenty of feels for you. Oh. Mmm. Brian, why did we try and go find him through the dimensional portal? I'm just, <laughs> I'm just sitting here and shaking my head and getting ready for you to ask Odin what his nerdy thing was. Okay, and as always, the, the guest goes first. Odin, what's nerdy yes. with you? What's so the nerdiest thing I did this last week? I probably helped set up and tear down a booth at SAC Anime, which was all Gundam models. Oh, wow. Or, or is that too, uh, too merchandising? No, no, no. <laughs> I think it's a little bit too unfair because <laughs> I don't see how any of us can win now. <laughs> well, I also oh, get I built a prop for the internet and, you know, a couple of little things, but I didn't really build oh, yeah. that this last week, though. That was more editing. Uh, you made the video. Yeah. 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 That, so that's a nerdy. Dude, that's even, a nerdy. even his honorable mentions kick our asses. 
Well, what's nerdy with you? Uh, Anthony, yeah, like he said, what's nerdy with you? Okay, so I knew ahead of time mine wasn't going to be super nerdy, but I just wanted to share the good news anyways. A while back, I applied for a new job to become an instructional aide for a teacher for preschool. Yeah. They didn't call back for a couple months, and then finally got a call back. Um, so Wednesday I go for a, um, it's what's known as a no child left behind test is to make sure you're not a complete fuckwit and you can actually teach kids. I'm glad they actually gave you that course. I don't think they gave it to all my coworkers <laughs> for my wife. <laughs> Seriously. Like, uh, can you do the math and the Englishes? So I've been practicing this whole week. I guess my nerd thing would be doing algebra one and freshman level English practice tests all week. Whoa. I count that as nerdy. That's yeah. Yeah, me too. So I'm hoping things go well and I get this job. But that's been my nerdy thing is going back and trying to relearn old stuff that I learned when I was in high school. I was like, oh, yeah, trinomials. Those are a thing that exists. Speaking of trinomials, I got a joke for you guys. Uh Oh, okay. You call a parrot that eats nothing. What? A polynomial. I hate you. <laughs> oh God! You should have just made that your nerdy thing. My nerdy thing is telling you this dumb joke. <laughs> I agree okay, with I Brian. Turn what's your nerdy thing, you asshole? Um, my nerdy thing is I forced my girlfriend to watch Doctor Horrible sing along blog. How is that a force? Well, it wasn't really. Seen <laughs> before? But but while watching it, I watched her with rapt attention for her reaction. <laughs> okay, that works. Yeah, that works. Michael, what'd you do? I actually sat down and uh, broke out <clears throat> my newest collection of, pardon me, my newest collection of Pathfinder books that I now have in hardback. And I actually was going over my existing character sheets and one that I'm planning on starting in the next, I like, I want to do it in the next few months. But yeah, I, so I spent a good four hours going over player handbook and ultimate combat texts to figure out how to make my samurai work. Michael, are you going back into the organized play? I think I am because I really miss it. So so you spent an hour lawyering the rules to make sure you could doctor the character you wanted? Like four <laughs> hours, actually. Like four? <laughs> okay, that's awesome. That's pretty good. That's a good one. Yeah, and he'll he'll work for what I want, but I, I, I'm going to have to take a mount, and I don't want to take a mount. See, that's what's always kept me away from samurai. It's the butt horse. Yeah, it's like I'm a samurai, but I have a horse. Why don't you just go halfling and like make your mount like a pig or something? See, I want to go full boar, not just pig. My idea was, I, I found out there, there's a loophole. If I let my horse die in the first encounter, I, I don't have to take a new mount right away. I can actually stall it out and, and be like, no, that horse isn't right. No, that horse isn't right. Or you can just buy the book and get the sword sage archetype, and then you get special abilities and you get a mount. But, you know, we could talk about yep. Pathfinder all day. This is true. <laughs> I'm I not voting for you anyway, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not voting for you. I'm voting for Odin. Oh, me too. Yeah, because breaking down Gundam models is just amazing. That, that's, that's beautiful, man. Oh, thank you. Considering <laughs> our last episode was all about mechs and pop culture. Oh, very cool. And robots. Robots. So, that wasn't our right. last episode. That was their last before. Episodes. Our no, last episode was about binging stuff on the on streaming. I have that those two reversed. Sense. Yes, you're right. That makes sense. I was going to make a joke about how he was blind drunk last time. And if you're binging stuff, then that works. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think I was. <laughs> uh, Anthony? 
I'll yeah, vote, vote for Odin. He wins anyways. It doesn't matter who I vote for. Because you, we get to know who you thought was the nerdiest thing. That's why we got to ask Odin who he yeah. votes for, even though he wins by default at this point. <laughs> yeah. So who do you vote for, Odin? So who do I vote for? Oh, let's see. Um, oh, sure. How about myself? We'll just make you unanimous. <laughs> well, you obviously don't listen to our podcast. Because, uh, I apologize. I do not. Well, that's okay. Because I, it's I'll been listen. established on our podcast that if you vote for yourself, you're a terrible person. Oh, hey, well, all right, then. Hi, I'm a, I'm a terrible person, and welcome to the podcast. That's great, because you're a terrible person along with me. <laughs> Brian always votes, for, usually votes for himself. You have to really impress him to get him to vote for you. Oh, okay. So, good job. Thank you. As fun as that game was, which I, I think that's the most fun I've had in that game in a little while. But I have to say, you know, now we're here. We're going to we want to talk with you, Odin, about, you know, general like fabrication, you know, for for what you do for DIY prop shop, what you do in general and about building stuff from props to, to really cool, interesting thing in general. So you said you've been doing DIY prop shop for like about a year and a half now. Yes, about a year and a half now. I think my first one was uh, last November or, or late October. It was the Gears of War gun, the Lancer. I, would, I actually just watched that one yesterday. Which, which fun side note, that was actually the second episode I shot, but it was the, uh, or no, wait a minute, the first one was uh, StarCraft Two. The first one I shot was Gears of War, but ah. they got released out of order because uh, Blizzard wanted to have theirs out first. The Blizzard one was really good. I watched that one a few days ago, but I watched the one where you made the Lancer yesterday while I was on my lunch break at work. And that was actually a really cool build. I've never seen anybody dismantle a Star Wars gun and make something cooler. I have a bunch of questions about individual videos. But before we get before we dig deep and get into the video, we got a preview of the one that's going live on Wednesday. How did you get into fabrication? Where did all, where did all this start? I've been thinking about that probably a very young age. Uh, my dad was actually an inventor and an engineer. And one of the th early things I can remember him working on was the wheelchair lifts that go on the side of the buses. And he was the first one to successfully design the, they called it a kneeling bus, where basically the shocks would deflate, the bus would lean down, the wheelchair lift would come out and then pick someone up and bring it back into the bus. Previous to, to his revisions and the additions that he made, uh, the mechanism would just suddenly go off while driving and blow the doors off the bus and a bunch of other problems. And so I can remember growing up watching him make stuff, milling stuff and, and whatnot. Another early memory I have of my dad was uh, coming home with a truck full of pipe. And over the period of a weekend, he built a modified midget racer. Just bent all the pipe and welded all, all the frame together and then was working on the engine. <laughs> Imagine it comes from that. <laughs> when you speak about your dad and the stuff he used to do with you, uh, yeah. you know, I, I, I kind of feel like I, I have like a really similar story. Uh, when I was a kid, my dad, he was really into like a Warhammer 40K building the models yeah. as I am now. And I remember when I was a kid, he and I, we would make like Warhammer 40K like battlefields together with like foam and styrofoam and and plywood and all these other cool things so like for us it was like a really nerdy thing yours was obviously more of a work thing but <laughs> <laughs> i understand the idea of uh, doing uh crafty stuff with your father and how it uh, has a pretty big impact on who you're gonna be when you get older yeah <laughs> cool wow. yeah definitely and uh for i've done my fair share of 40k i actually played a lot of uh, the original rogue trader oh so, damn yeah that was, that's that was fun stuff yeah that's the role-playing game uh rogue trader was uh i think there's a role-playing aspect to it we only, only ever did the battlefield the, oh, okay. the tabletop and it was all done with math and tape measures you um 
the the turns for the ships were done off of a, a radius where you'd extend the measuring tape and actually spin it. And you would get from, you'd still travel your same distance, uh, you know, 24 inches a turn, but it'd be based off of the uh, piece of the circumference of the circle that you were doing. It was just math, and it made a lot more sense to me than the ones I've seen recently where, okay, now you turn 45 degrees and move forward two more tiles. You got into fabrication because of your father, but what made you get into making nerdy stuff, making props and stuff like that? Movies in the 80s, I'm sure. One of the, you know, Star Wars, because I remember... Um, I don't remember the Chewbacca costume. I was six. I've seen pictures of it. and But I do remember making a uh, Star Trek II costume, which was uh, Khan's um, SETI Alpha 5 outfit. I remember coming home from the movie and, and saying, okay, I want to take my baseball cap and cut the bill off and put the visor on and make all the shaggy stuff. We can do the glove this way. And, and my dad and mom were into it. And we just made this costume. And that was my costume that year. That is Wow. That's 12, I guess, when that movie came out. Digging into like the present day and prop shop, you, you've made a lot of stuff. What are some of your favorites that just come to mind? Uh, from prop shops specifically, probably the Portal Gun is one of my favorites. And um, I really like the new, uh, the newest one because it works. And uh, the, uh, the Chainsaw. Yeah, the, the Portal Gun and Chainsaw are two of my favorites because those are two of my favorite things right there. The fact that you actually got it to light up, too, is really awesome. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Had you done a lot of basic electronics before doing the Portal Gun? Not a whole lot. I've, I've done some. I've always wanted to make things light up. Actually, working on a show called Beyond Geek just a couple years prior, I suddenly became the on-camera expert for how to build stuff. And we had to disassemble uh, an original Nintendo cartridge reprogram the EEPROM chips, solder them back onto the circuit board, reassemble the cartridge so we could play a homebrew game on a classic NES. Never done it before. And I got to do it on camera as if I was an expert. <laughs> That's so cool. Um, yeah, I was about to say, uh, me being the big old gaming nerd, I got some super sad news. I've actually never played Portal. <laughs> huh. You never played Portal? Yep, never played Did Portal. Did you I make the portal gun from Portal? I didn't see that video. I have not made the portal gun. No, he made the Rick and Morty portal gun. Oh, Rick and Morty portal gun. Oh, jeez. You're but, familiar but, with that. I'm very familiar with that. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was beyond cool, Anthony. He he got the LED lights on the front with little with like he cut the plastic out of green shot glasses from the dollar store and set them up on the front. It looks all nice. It doesn't look cheap. It looks amazing. Wonderful. <laughs> he used putty and a whisk handle to make the, to help finish off this thing. It was, it was gorgeous. Yeah. I, I saw your latest video and I saw the one where you made the, um, the, uh, multiple, the multiple blade sword from uh, Advent children. Oh, right. Yeah. That was cool. The, the foam sword. Yeah. Those are my two most recent. Yeah. yeah. That foam sword. That foam sword is awesome. That was really cool. <laughs> I, I got a question about, so I'm going to put you on the spot here, Odin. Well, sure. you, made the, you made the StarCraft II warp scythe. I mean, yes, and I did. The big thing I noticed that is you made the main structure of the weapon. You had the, um, you had the Zerg skull. You did, it with a, you did it with a low-cost Halloween mask type thing. Yeah. You did some very detailed painting. But the blades on the warp scythe in the video we're done with an effect correct if you were told to make blades for a for a weapon like that that are like energy type blades uh-huh how would you go about doing it if you were basically just put on the spot and said we need some we need some practical thing that looks like an energy blade so no budget so, prob so no budget problems either 
Yeah, what what well I'm not saying he's gonna build energy blades, but <laughs> well, no, well, but know. obviously Con, like if it's like the thing he has to buy costs like five hundred dollars, then you know, whatever. <laughs> no, I'm I'm thinking low budget. Like con friendly, if someone's gonna put okay. energy blades on that weapon, how would you go about doing it? Well, low budget would change it a little bit. The first thing that comes to mind because it gives a good, easy effect, there is a type of plastic that I can get at tap plastics. Uh, I think interstate plastics carries it as well. It is a neon green plastic. And the way the sides are coated, the light refracts inside and only comes out the cut edges. Uh, some old Energizer battery displays that would spin used to have this plastic at the top, but it was red. You can get that in a real like neon green, and it's acrylic. So you could cut a triangle out of that. You could thermoform it in order to actually get the bent shape and have it kind of build it more like the nose from uh, an old Plague Doctor mask. So you actually would have the, the, the shape, and then you just hit it with uh, the Dremel, which would scratch the heck out of it, and uh, put a high-powered LED back up inside the Zerg skull, and that should make the whole thing light up. And if you wanted to do it cheaper than that, you could probably do it with thinner plastic, because ultimately all I can think of is plastic for how to make it light up. So yeah. I'm trying to remember what it's called. Uh, like the PTE plastics. Again, I would go to a plastic shop, because that's what I do, and get um, the thinner stuff still uh, heat form it, but this time you just use a heat gun or a hair dryer to bend it because it would be like milk jug thick. And if you needed more more diffusion in it, you could just put some cotton batting and have a high-powered green LED behind it, like a, a Cree LED, like the type you'd use for making a lightsaber. And uh, that should also light it up to where you could actually see it in a con. That would still cost probably 20 bucks, 30 bucks to do that. Uh, but with the other method, the, the acrylic, that's going to be 30 to $40 just in the plastic. Oh, wow. Dang, that's amazing. Yeah, that's the kind of answer I was hoping for. Oh, okay. yeah, it really shows, it, yeah, it really yeah. shows you know what you're doing, and if you were put on the spot, you could make something like that. That's really cool. Oh, cool. Thank you. While watching your videos, there's been some terminology thrown around that I've never heard of before. I just want to ask you, just out of some of the basic materials, I heard the term Magisculp thrown around. I've never heard of that before. What is that? Magisculp is an epoxy uh, clay, basically. It's an epoxy putty, but it's kind of an epoxy clay. I, I live in Sacramento, and it actually is a Sacramento product made out of uh, Rancho Cordova, which really surprised me. Basically, it's, it's a two-part epoxy with so much filler in it that it becomes a clay. And you can just mix the two pieces together. It was originally made for taxidermy. I know there's been huh. more. There was no other product like it when it came out in the mid-'90s. And I know there's a couple of them now. There's like plumber's putties and things that are the same thing where it's or, or like uh, I think Milliput is kind of like it, too, uh, which which is something you'd use a lot with 40K miniatures and World War Two models where it's uh, two pieces of epoxy you just knead together and then kind of fill in what you want. So I don't know. It's oh, an epoxy like clay. Stuff? Yeah, like green stuff. Oh, OK. I know what green stuff is. I, I recognized Warbla from when I when we did our cosplay episode. Yeah. Warbla is great. Yeah, Warbla's so great. It looks like a lot of the different things for fabrication are similar to a lot of the things for um, cosplay construction. Oh, definitely. Especially with the way that I'm I'm trying to do it anyway. But yes, definitely. Yeah, you you're, you got to be a cosplayer's dream. <laughs> What's <laughs> funny is I've been I've been cosplaying forever uh, and it only recently has it really become a word from my point of view. I mean, I suppose cosplay is a word's been around for 15 years or more, but yeah, that's a good point. I mean, yeah, people have been totally like dressing up and going to conventions like that forever and i don't yeah. think anyone's ever used that word cosplay for a long time and that's kind of a new word it's fairly yeah, it's 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 fairly new I'd, I'd say within the last 10 years 
Yeah, it's it's new to us old school guys. I've been in the realm of nerd for a long time, and I didn't hear it until just a few years ago. So, oh, okay, <laughs> <laughs> we're all new. We're all old. Oh god, <laughs> we're all new down here. <laughs> <laughs> we're all new down here. Yeah. <laughs> well, that was good. So we were given a very special honor, and we're allowed to see the a preview of the newest video you're uploading on Wednesday. Yes. I take it we're going to be allowed to say it right now since we're, we're going to be dropping around the same time. Yeah, as I understand, we're, we're both are being released at the same time. Unless Ami suddenly does something different, in which case, hey, you, get, you guys get the scoop. Oh, yeah. Cool. <laughs> yeah, the, the video should be live on the same day our podcast goes live, yeah, which is so Wednesday. Yeah. yeah. So here we go. You made Marceline's Axe guitar. Yes, from Adventure Type. Yes. More importantly... Oh. He made a playable Marceline's axe guitar. Yeah, it worked. That was amazing. Axe axe. And I love it. I love that you you're like, forget the budget. This is going to be a kit bash. Yep. <laughs> I was like, this guy's pretty awesome. <laughs> and it worked. Yeah, it was cool. Yeah, you, you actually showed your uh, your ability with electronics is vastly improving because I, I could not have soldered that thing together without a proper instruction. Right. Well, I think I'm pretty sure I mentioned it online that I, uh, in the video, I, I searched through bass guitar schematics until I found one that had basically all the same parts that I did. And it's like, all right, this one should work. Well, that's right. You did. Okay. And I was just like, whoa. <laughs> just to give a little more context to the viewers, uh, I mean, sure. to our listeners, oh, absolutely. Um, <laughs> Odin Whichever. had never made a guitar before and he doesn't play guitar. Correct. Yeah. He, he was pretty adamant on getting that that point across. Uh, yeah, I felt it was important. <laughs> yeah, but you, the uh, <clears throat> pardon me, the amount of was a uh, wood glue and everything that you used. Wow. Oh yeah, one of the other ideas I had when I was deciding to do this was um, build it like a butcher block because I know that those things hold themselves together. So I looked up how to make a butcher block, and everyone said use tight bond glue and just put it on thick, basically. So that's that was one of my starting points. Yeah, and it, you 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 stringed the guitar without any knowledge of stringing a guitar. Yes, completely. That was based off of just observation, uh, both looking at how the pieces of the guitar were, how the little notches within it, because the bridge at the bottom uh, had holes in the which I have in the video, which has holes the strings went through, and there was a little piece that I assume helps adjust tone that it went over. And then uh, I applied it to the top to the to the tuning knobs, and I plan on doing an outtake video actually on my own channel. And uh, I broke the first string that I put on. I over tightened <laughs> it and broke the main bass string. Oh goodness! <laughs> That's why I ended up having to go to Andy at uh, Northridge Music because I needed a new string. Yeah. Did you get any injuries when the string broke, or did it just snap? No, yeah. it just snapped. It just snapped, and I think we pretty much got it on camera, which is good. You had to move the pickups. I bought it off eBay. I looked at the images on eBay that the seller had for basic how some of the pieces went on. And the pickups were just set in the recesses, and they were all the way flat, all the way down. And so I thought that's where I was supposed to put them. So I put them in with the, with the springs and, and cranked them all the way down. And then Andy looks at it and says, oh, no, these should be up higher, and you'll actually get a better sound. So uh, he said basically to, to put on the pickups, loosen the... Loosen the screws until they practically fall out, was his instruction. <laughs> and you had a musician guest on to play the bass. Yes, uh, I did. Can you tell us a little bit about him? Because that was really cool. And I, I, I looked him up, but I want to give you the opportunity to yeah. 
Sure. Uh, yeah, that's Danny Secretion. He's been a punk rocker in Sacramento forever. Uh, I have helped out with Joe Productions doing music videos for the Secretions back in the 90s. Uh, and Danny is also Dan Reynoso, and he is one of the hosts for uh, Beyond Geek, which is the PBS show that I've worked on, uh, where I actually made a, a superhero suit. And in, additional, in addition to that, Dan is a wrestler with... Uh, the mask wrestling within here in here in Sacramento, and he is a fourth grade teacher at St. Francis School. Oh wow! My <laughs> yeah. wife probably knows all about him. <laughs> probably, yeah. He's uh, daycare Dan. If your wife knows about him oh, at no, St. No. Francis, not because oh, of no. the daycare. Oh, not because okay. of the daycare. Oh, all right. She's a wrestling fan. <laughs> yeah, <It's> huge, <laughs> huge. Yeah, she's a she's the wrestling encyclopedia. I go for her when I have a wrestling question. I, I bet she followed him on Twitter. I can okay, bet that. I wouldn't doubt probably. that. Actually, Dan uh, was so excited about it. He posted the guitar the day of shoot on his Twitter. <laughs> and I kind of looked at it and went, oh, well. <laughs> like he was excited. Oh, he, now, was. He, he stole that guitar at the end of the video. Oh, he wanted to steal that guitar so bad. <laughs> did, you, did, you, did you beat him with the guitar? I mean, it is an axe. <laughs> it is an axe. He, he brought it back. He was, you know. <laughs> but um, he, he asked nicely, and there will be an upcoming Moans show that he's going to be playing it on, or, or whoever their guitarist is will be playing it. Because I'm pretty nice. sure Dan typically is the drummer. Oh, okay. That's so pretty nice. Eddie can play guitar? Wow, that's fucking talented. <laughs> Holy crap. Yeah, that's some freaking talent right there. So I yeah. was um I was I did a little research on the axe because I had never watched Adventure Time before. And one of the what? things I stumbled across Yeah, I'm I'm old guys. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> Neither had I. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's such a good it's show. Good. It's, it's a great it's show. A well, I shouldn't show. say I've never seen I saw some of the gender bending episodes, so my friends like, Oh, you gotta watch this and but I haven't like watched the show. Oh, it's a, a lot. great show. It is it's a good Okay, go on, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> so um, when I was doing research, I came across a lot of people, a lot of other people have made it. A lot of other people have made playable versions of Marceline's X2. Um, when you're making a build that a lot of other people have done too, do you have to do anything special to deal with that? Generally, I just try not to look at it at all. Uh, when I'm trying to look up a prop and get reference at how I'm going to do it, I'm trying to find pictures of the actual prop. And yeah, especially with Marceline's guitar, it was really tough to find good images of the guitar outside of the show um, because of all the stuff that other fans have made for cosplay. I actually only saw one video of one working guitar. So what do I do special? I, t I try not to look at them because my main thing is I'm trying not to copy someone else. I want to do it the way that I think I should do it. If it happens to be the same style as somebody else, so be it. Then, you know, we're on the same page. But um, I just I don't want to copy anybody. Be your I, own guy. Yeah, kind of be my own guy. I spent a lot of time going through DIY prop shop videos, and one of the things that really struck me as someone who doesn't fabricate and doesn't feel handy is there's a lot of ways to go about making a prop. And, for example, I was going through and I found the Cloud Sword tutorial, mm -hmm. and they had printed out a full diagram of the sword and mm -hmm. then worked on top of the diagram – but that doesn't have to be the case. Like with Marceline's axe, you didn't print out a picture of it and then work from that. So that was really reassuring to me that you don't have to you don't have to go about doing something like print out a whole schematic every time. There are other yeah, ways no. to do it. Yeah, no, not at all. I used uh, the model sheet was the main thing I based my guitar on. Uh, you're looking online because it was the only thing that I knew for sure was 
from the show, or at least I felt like it was, which is why it's the colors it is, and then in the show it's silver instead of dark red. And I did some math to try and figure out what the curves were, because a lot of the other cosplay guitars I saw, the curves would really change. And uh, so I made my foam core template, but I based that off of the shapes that I figured out uh, through Photoshop and um, and math that basically it was like a the points made a 15 inch by 18 inch square. And then each bulge went out by about two and a quarter inches. So the blades went out two and a quarter and the insets went in about two and a quarter somewhere in there. It, it got filled with a little bit on set. And so that's when I that's how I made my uh, foam core template. If that, that makes any nice. sense. <laughs> That is beautifully mathematical. Brian brought up something that got me thinking. <laughs> like Brian, I am not very handy at all. It's actually quite a joke in my family that uh. everyone's like, your wife is handier than you are. Yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> wow. What, what right. is some advice for people who aren't handy that maybe want to try to do this, make props? Maybe they want to get into cosplaying and they want to make props. Oh, don't start with a table saw. What kind song. of advice would you have for those people? <laughs> don't start with a table saw. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, basically, don't don't be afraid. Uh, a lot of the cosplay, and, and, and having just been at SAC Anime, uh, a lot of the cosplay, I see a lot of stuff that looks really good and looks very homemade. Just don't be afraid. It's not that big of a deal. Uh, it's all... It's all hot glue and, uh, and and scissors and razor knives. It's not necessarily stuff you would give grade schoolers, but it's not far <laughs> from it. It's not. It's really not hard to do. Actually, one of the props they had at the Sack Anime that was neat, they had a space alien from the American production of Power Rangers. It's an actual you know screen-used prop they were trying to sell. And so you get to walk up and look at it. It looked like the, um, the StarCraft um, staff. It looked like it was made out of yoga mats and cotton rope that was painted with uh, latex and foam and then big zippers up the back. And it had a couple of uh, bicycle cables coming out the bottom for some movement somewhere. It probably snarled or something. And up close, it looked like foam with rubber on it. But um, props like that, when you put them under the proper light and shoot them from 40 feet away, your mind interpolates what it's supposed to be and things look awesome. It's really funny how you can basically put a dog turd on TV and it looks great. So like even the professional <laughs> stuff is pretty like yeah, homemade stuff just kind of like jumbled together by professionals. Well, have yes. you ever seen the uh, speaking of Power Rangers, have you ever seen the Dragon Dagger from the original Power Rangers really up close? It's a I cheap have... foam cutout <laughs> 9 times out of 10. <laughs> I had a uh, a friend tell me recently that on the show the actors kept breaking the props. So they started just buying the Bandai toys and gave them the blasters from Bandai because it was cheaper than making new props for them. Oh, that's too funny. <laughs> oh, but you know what? Those 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 blasters from Bandai were actually really well-made products. A bunch of kids from my school brought them and beat the crap out of each other with them. <laughs> <laughs> what school did you go to? School of Rock. No, school of like nerds know how to hurt each other. And these kids, like, they're like, we're the Power Rangers. And they just started beating the crap out of him, out of each other. And they said, one of us oh. has to be a putty. <laughs> <laughs> that kid got stitches. Oh man! <laughs> oh man! Oh, I had a good time. I laughed really hard at that kid. So, talking about coming at it from a beginner, uh-huh. not to derail Mike's tangent that much. Watching your videos, the thing as a beginner that intimidates me the most is so starting off, you build a thing, and I can right. see myself being able to do that: cutting off parts, sanding stuff, building the thing. Okay. But once you have it built, it looks nothing like the prop from the show. And then you paint on top of it and make it look amazing. That looks like it requires some skill. 
That probably does uh, with what I'm doing. And that probably comes from years of uh, 40K and Blood Bowl miniatures and, and building plastic model kits. I would just look up, if you wanted to do weathering, because I like dirty stuff, uh, there's going to be lots of tutorials online on how to do basic weathering. Uh, you can even watch, uh, I really like Tested with Adam Savage and his one-day builds. And he does a lot of uh, weathering because he's done stuff for ILM and showing the, the, the techniques that he does, which is usually more chemical-based, less water. You put on your base color. And then you're going to put on your uh, grime layer, which is typically just a watered-down black or a watered-down dark brown. If you want to make certain areas pop out again, you can come back with something slightly lighter than your base color and just hit the highlight areas. Uh, and what I mean by just hit it is um, you can just take the paintbrush with just a little bit of paint on it. So if you were to drag it on a paper towel, it, it wouldn't paint it. It would kind of um, – uh, it's more like putting on blush or something. Then you just – hit the actual sharp corners of the high areas and it makes those high areas lighter and your eye catches them, especially once it's on camera, it, it brings those out and makes it look much more dynamic. And it's basically almost that's it. That's pretty much all I did. If I remember right to the gears of war gun, I spray painted it a color. I, I got it really uh, dirty and then I came back and lightened it up with just a light gray. Yeah, I was yeah, going to say, if you want to do this, um, uh, like you mentioned 40K, like I said, I've been doing 40K for a while and I've been painting models for a long time. Honestly, like watching your painting, I was like, holy crap, he paints these big things just like I paint my small 40K models. Absolutely. So if you really want to like get into the painting and know how to paint the props to look good, honestly, seriously, my best advice, go look up 40K painting tutorials and then just increase the size. Go from tiny to big. But the, the strategies exactly the same. They are. Uh, old issues of White Dwarf Magazine with their painting tutorials. I used to read the heck out of that stuff. Oh, man, you know, yeah. Back when I worked in a company. You get some crazy detail out of the paint on the models if you do it well. Yeah, I've seen some crazy, crazy jobs. Um, what about the one your dad had you made for your birthday? Your uh, commander with the scythe. He had a friend of his uh, make a model called Typhus, the Herald of the Destroyer Plague. I'll have to take a picture and put it on the Facebook. Um, he had this guy make it. So it's this big dude, big old plague monster man, scythe through a space marine, and he just walks around with this corpse of the space marine walking around, and the paint is just it's professional level. It just looks good. It's insane. And that that's yeah. what you're talking about. Painting Warhammer 40 K figures made me think of that guy. Cause that guy pops out. But yeah, uh, that's what I would say. Um, and I'm, then sh- I'm sure Odin would agree that. Yeah, that's how, that's how it's mostly done. That's how it looked to me. It is. Yeah, I do agree. Yeah. And having seen, uh, the star Wars models on display from ILM when they did their museum display, they don't look much different. In fact, they're usually weathered with spray paint, but still, they're not much different. Oh, man, oh, wow. spray paint weathering sounds difficult. It, it was sad. Like, one of the giant X-Wings, actually from Star Wars, they had it all painted up, and then it probably had too much glare on it. They literally took, like, a flat white and just ran right up the front. And, of course, there's no cockpit, so it hit the pilot and everything mm. just to make the colors oh. Uh, lighter. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it was just yeah. what they needed to do, I guess. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh, my heart. So, um, <laughs> yeah, but so it's we on know, screen. Yeah, right? right? <laughs> yeah. So we know what you what what fun stuff you do on the YouTubes. Um, but what what does Odin do when he's not doing the, the fun YouTube channel stuff? What what do you do as like your daily? This is my this is my job. This is how I oh, make okay. money. Oh, so you don't want to hear me like cleaning the bathroom at home or anything. Um, <laughs> 
So my day-to-day job, I, I, I have a day job, which I actually really enjoy and I think I'm lucky to have. I have a video editor for KVIE, which is the PBS station in Sacramento. And so I get to do uh, video editing. I work on uh, Robin the Road. I am the uh, primary editor for the show Arts Showcase. Uh, and I've worked uh, on another program they make called Yes, We're Open, uh, which is all about local businesses. And then specifically with Yes, We're Open, episode 105, this last year, I won an Emmy for, uh, for that show, which was awesome. It's like the what? highest award I could get. <laughs> you won an Emmy? Won an Emmy, yes. We're to, wait, 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 wait. We're talking to an Emmy recipient. You're talking to an Emmy recipient. Now, for those of you in the TV industry, I will qualify <laughs> that this is actually a regional Emmy and not a national Emmy. This is a division of the Emmy set up for the uh, news broadcast stations, which PBS falls under. But it is still an Emmy award given out by the Emmy Association, just not uh, the big one on TV. <laughs> Don't sell yourself down. Cost, you want an Emmy. an Emmy, dude. I want an Emmy, damn it. <laughs> oh, it's, actually, oh. it's actually in the back of all the videos, if you look. It's on the shelf behind me. <laughs> Um, I'm I'm gonna go double check now. <laughs> <laughs> I will be looking because that's really cool though. So not only do you fabricate, but you can also video edit. That's that's a lot of talent in one person. That's well, not fair. Do <laughs> <laughs> do you do you want some? Um, <laughs> with with all the DIY prop shop guys, because we have uh, basically four hosts or three regular rotating hosts plus Evil Ted uh, pops in from time to time. I'm pretty sure I'm the only host that delivers a final product. Half the time, I decide what I'm going to build, and I'll get the okay for it. Then I build it. I shoot part of it. I'll have one of the cameramen help me. So yeah, that makes it sound a little better than it is. But basically, I get help <laughs> shoot, having it shot. And then I'll edit the full thing and, and deliver it. And hard, they hardly ever want changes. Typically, it's a spelling error. <laughs> Big change that ever happened was with the, uh, the Warp Scythe where Blizzard had final say in the video. And I was a little worried about that. And the notes that finally came back from the video was, we just want more green fire. Because I didn't actually make the effect happen until I clicked it at the very end of the video. And so I had to rearrange it a little bit to uh, have it come on sooner. So there's more green fire earlier. Yeah. So, yeah, you, you're, you, so you edit your own videos. You do most of your own shooting with a little bit of help. you you uh, got to be like a dream to these guys. Uh, I hope so. <laughs> I want to keep doing it. <laughs> I hope so, because I, I like watching your videos. Thank you. I like watching the other videos, too. I do, too. Oh, yes, of <laughs> yeah. course. The rest of DIY Pop Shop is pretty cool, and I know you're a fan of all of Ami. Yeah. Yes. Me or someone else in there? We probably Me. both are. It's yeah, okay. Let's two people say yes. <laughs> yes. I love, I, I, I love, you know, Man at Arms. Oh, man. Yeah. That I, I can't lie to you. I'm going to be honest here. Man at Arms was the reason why I found um, the Ami channel because I, I love that show. But then I just I, I spidered into all their other shows and DIY Prop Shop is like the close second because the builds <laughs> you and the other hosts do are actually really and they're really neat and they make me feel like I could do it a lot easier. Cool. I think <laughs> that's the point. <laughs> I think they're very different channels because mm. I, I mean very different shows. Sorry, not channels. They're very different shows because DIY Prop Shop is making more props and costume like stuff. Where Ami, oh. where um, Man at Arms is making real weapons. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And and uh, I liked watch. I had rewatched the Buster Sword episode when I was going to do the Fusion Sword, and it was fun listening to the guys saying, "Yeah, when I finally got done with this thing, I threw my back out trying to pick it up." <laughs> Oh, it's yeah. huge. It's huge. It takes two people. Two was, people to, to swing it. I think they said the final weight on that thing was like 80 pounds. Yep. 
And it's made out of aluminum. They only put a stainless steel edge on it so they could actually cut. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which was amazing. Full steel. What's that? Yeah. God, could you imagine if that was full steel? Oh, was full Talking steel, old, right. like you couldn't, you close couldn't to move it. pounds. Yeah, I wonder if it would like uh, distort itself if you were to actually swing it down. If it with this, the the thinness that it was, and then that much steel, if it would just not maintain it would, itself, it would probably curl in on itself. Yeah, it'd bend really. Easy. Yeah, there's no way it could handle that much weight. That's a, that would be insane. Yeah, there'd be way too much pressure on it. Yeah, so it's a cloud. Video game physics. Right? What was the other one that I really liked that you did? Oh, like I said, you know, the chain, the, the Ashes Chainsaw, that one was actually really fun to watch. Cool. And actually using the, the key minder for the pull cord, I thought was really smart. Well, thank you. <laughs> I, I, I was surprised. I was, I was disappointed I couldn't find a key minder that had a cord. They're all chain. And then I kind of thought about it. I was like, well, of course they're all chain. We're going to have keys on them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's got to hold on real tight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, you know, so do you do uh, you you do creations and stuff out, outside of your show? So what would be like one of your like, I would say, like, what would be one of your favorite ones that you that you did that weren't really for DIY? Um, well, over the past few years, I haven't done anything that wasn't for Smosh or DIY. Basically, the most recent is probably the superhero suit that I did for the sixth episode of Beyond Geek, which you can actually see on Amazon video right now for free, which is a full just superhero suit. He's got a fiberglass helmet and uh, then a foam upper body that's built on top of a ballistic vest. Then previous to that, I think the big one I did that I really enjoyed is uh, me and a bunch of friends in the mid-90s made guar costumes. And so I was ball sack and helped someone else make odorous, and we made beefcake and techno slave, and (laughs) that was a lot of fun. That is cool. And, and, and those went so far and, and, and ran around because we did it for a few years as Halloween and kept building on them that we actually um, got in contact with the band and got to go to the Warfield in San Francisco and see the band backstage and get a tour from the guy that, that is techno showing us their costume parts and the inside of their truck and stuff <laughs> just because we were these costume guys. <laughs> that neat. That was neat. fun. <laughs> wow. And believe it or not, I know who Guar is. <laughs> I, I've I met. Hope I, you did. <laughs> well, I know. I know people outside of this this group that I'm like, have you guys ever heard of heard of Guar? And they're like, what? What? <laughs> it's, every, it's, it's this punk group. It's kind of like Kiss meets the Muppets. <laughs> and <laughs> evil alien trope. Well, yeah. Every year I watch the the AV Club oh, videos yeah. where they have Guar come in and do a cover. Yes, those are great. <laughs> I I did not know they did that, Brian. Oh, they did Shebop by by um, Cindy Lauper. Yeah. No. Oh, they did, and they did West End Girls. Yeah. <laughs> I'm finding these. I'm finding these. <laughs> Carry on, my wayward son, by K- Kansas. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh. That's my ringtone, dude. <laughs> yeah, don't make the Guar one your ringtone. No. <laughs> it's, bad. it's pretty bad. Oh. I'm gonna watch it. St- yeah. I'm gonna find it. I'm gonna find it. Well, he <laughs> makes it really great. clear that he hates the song. And well, he just rips it apart. <laughs> That's also just the character. Guar hates everything. So I wonder how much they actually hate the song versus the characters yeah. hate it. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> I think the music oh, is yeah. the best part because they do a really good job playing it. Yeah, they do. They they they're they're actually despite their their entire act, they're very talented. <laughs> yes, I, I can't imagine how difficult it would be to be on stage wearing a couch on your head uh, and then having to play a guitar that's been sprayed down with salt water and food dye. Yeah, so that that's true talent and commitment yeah. right there. 
Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and amazing upper body strength. And amazing upper body strength. <laughs> oh, so, yeah, I, honestly, I've had an amazing time talking to you today, Odin. Oh, thank you. <laughs> oh, this, this was fun. And, you know, honestly, if you ever want to come back or if we ever want you to come back, please come back. Uh, sure. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, how about this? Right now, uh, I'm scheduled for my next DIY prop shot video to come out on February 24th, and Amazing. so I'm not I'm not even shooting it yet. But um, that's uh, that's that's the next time that I will have a video uh, up for prop shop. And then I'm also going to start doing my own channel on YouTube called Odin Makes, uh, and I'm actually going to probably be posting some outtakes from Dan kicking down the door first. Because I don't have any content on there right now, but uh, I'll have some up here very shortly. <laughs> yeah, we will definitely. Uh, I will definitely follow that channel. Oh, cool! And I look forward to finding it. And <laughs> yeah, you know, anytime you want to come back is great. Uh, if you want to come back for for your next DIY prop shop to to give a little bit of exclusive on that, completely fine with us. Oh, right. I wrote it down. We'll schedule them again. <laughs> oh, you did too. Oh, I wrote that down. <laughs> Like, right like I almost punched through the paper on my on my notepad. I wrote that down. <laughs> do you do you have anything else you want to plug, Odin? That I want to plug the uh, only other thing I really wanted to plug, which I tried to already, was uh, Beyond Geek, uh, which was a show that I was helping out on. The first six episodes are currently available on Amazon Prime, uh, and it's I shouldn't say Prime, Amazon Video. It's actually free. You don't have to have uh, anything to watch it. If you don't have Prime, you have to watch a commercial, but otherwise they're free. And I'm plugging it because I was the main editor for uh, five of the episodes, and I built uh, Dan's Game Boy, and I built um, the, the the superhero suit in the end. I'm actually on screen building the superhero suit, and that ends up being the same shop that I'm building in now uh, when I cast the host's head and make the suit. Uh, episode, the season two has been made, and it's actually airing overseas, but we're still trying to find a uh, sponsor locally uh, for national distribution so if anybody oh, wants cool. to uh, kick down for beyond geek season two it'll go from six episodes to 14 episodes so thank you for yes. sharing that we'll, we'll encourage people to check it out um when yeah. is odin makes going live uh i really i haven't done the editing yet i really feel i need to have my outtakes up uh this wednesday when everything else comes out so there should be if there isn't a video on right now as you're listening to this go on to the odin makes uh facebook page and call me nasty names <laughs> and there's a facebook page too <laughs> mm. if, hmm. if people want to get a hold of you where are the best places they can do that uh the odin makes facebook facebook page is great or i've actually got my uh instagram and twitter in the um uh diy prop shop which i think it's just odin abbott at uh whatever because i'm not terribly creative on the internet it's just odin abbott all ran together and you can find me everywhere <laughs> that that helps me finding you a lot easier <laughs> exactly yeah oh yes Yes. <laughs> you, you do realize I had the Mr. Burns finger thing going, you know, where he has his hands. He's like, excellent. <laughs> excellent. <laughs> so I'm going to do, I'm going to do our little spiel for our contact information. Oh, nice. After I mute and cough for a second. Oh, very good. I, I'll, have a thing to, I'll have a thing to plug. Okay. okay. So you guys are talking we'll, about Guar. We'll do, we'll do plugs and upcoming projects, but let me get through my thing so I can... I Don't can derail Brian. Get it out of the way. <laughs> if you would like to reach us, any of our hosts at Nerd Podcast Radio, you can reach myself at brian.nerdpodcastradio at gmail.com, michael at mike.nerdpodcastradio at gmail.com. If you want to reach Anthony, you can reach him at com. And if... Uh, and on Twitter, you can get us at Super Vegan Brian. 
at Nerdcaster Mike and at Nerdcast Radio. <laughs> and as usual, please go on iTunes and uh, Stitcher and wherever you listen to our podcast and give us reviews. It helps us get a little bit more exposure. And now that I got that over with, we can all talk about the things we're got coming up and add more of our plugs. And since I'm already talking, I will start with me. I would like to thank Alice M for uh, putting us in touch with Odin. Thank you very much. Yes, thank you so much. Thank you. I would like to bring up last week. Anthony couldn't be with us because we had thought we had sent him to the netherworld through our transdimensional portal with very newly installed virgin hearts. Yes. Anthony, where did you end up? So I ended up in the um, the space between time. Um, I'm not sure exactly what you would call it, but it's the place where monsters like Cthulhu and Yogg-Sothoth exist. I'm in the places between spaces. Have, were yeah, you touched right. by your were you were you touched by your time there? So yeah, he was touched by his noodly appendage. <laughs> <laughs> so many tentacles. There's oh, a lot God. of tentacles in that place. Did, did you t- did you bring us back anything we can use on the podcast, like knowledge about non Euclidean geometry or anything like that? I tried bringing a non Euclidean geometry textbook that teaches you how the geometry works, but then it just kind of like fell apart in our universe. Ah, Od- do you have any questions for Anthony about his time in the space between time and space? Does your watch stop working while you were there? So the watch doesn't <laughs> stop. It just kind of like becomes its own entity and tries to eat you. Ah, funny. I feel like time is a really weird place. <laughs> it's a really weird place. <laughs> oh my gosh. How did you get so, back? Yeah, that's my question. Um, I just like snuck up on uh you know kind of put out a message in one of cthulhu's little uh little messages that he sent out to his cultists to have him summon me back back in here they thought there was something cthulhu but then they got me they got so really you got us. back here by pulling a favor from cthulhu uh, and you guys no. were impressed that i'm on this show <laughs> well no he doesn't know i did this he was trying to like send out his nightmares to his cultists and i just kind of like took You're over right? the message and sent my own message and I used his cultist to get me to come back. So you sort of were like little Nemo riding on the bed, but you were riding on a nightmare dream message to a cultist. Yeah. Yeah. I just kind of gave him a little back scratch. By the way, by the way, Brian. You ever seen this off park episode? (laughs) Good, good pull with with the little Nemo. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's one of my favorite movies. Oh, you should have seen me and Brian's faces when we were sitting there trying to get the portal working with these new like pig hearts that we found. And he just walks in and is like, hey, guys. Michael (laughs) thinks they were pig hearts. (laughs) It's easier. Yeah. Well, it's nice because the internals of a pig look a lot like the internals of a human. So it's easy to pass them off that way. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot less awkward at cocktail parties. Well, I didn't have to go into all the details about me in back alleys cutting the hearts out of people. Right. No, no, no. (laughs) It, it sucks that Alibaba uh, banned that stuff. You can't get it anymore, doesn't it? Oh, okay, I've Michael, been lied to my whole life. They're pick hearts. Don't, don't worry. They're pick hearts. Only a doctor can tell. Anthony, you had something you wanted to share before yeah. I, I derailed you? Yeah. So you guys were talking about Guar, and it got me thinking of this band I started listening to this week. You guys. Oh, hi. This was, are you listening to them now? <laughs> no. Oh, okay. they, the band sounds kind of like that. They're called Hate Beak. It's a metal band. And the singer is a parrot. (laughs) (laughs) I'm serious. I've heard of this before. I think I've heard of this. (laughs) I didn't know the name. Oh my gosh. Hate Beak. Yeah, look him up. 
Okay, hate beak. Right, that yep. down. The vocalist is a parrot. It is a parrot. They hate. also did some songs, I think, with a um, big white parrot, or I think they did another band. Uh, uh, they did some stuff with another band called Caninus, where the singers were two pit bulls. Good lord! Odin was <laughs> asking if it was like a big white parrot. Yeah, was it a cockatoo? I... Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, I think He's I like have seen there. some of it. Yeah. Um, oh, <laughs> you a few podcasts back, you brought up Ghost. I did. Um, my Anthony did. <laughs> <laughs> a few podcasts back, you brought up the the doom metal band Ghost. Yes, I did. So I was at my best friend's house, and it's his brother's favorite band. Woo! <laughs> Nice. Yeah, this nice. like obscure Swedish doom metal band. Like, how you call them obscure? They made like the charts top forty, and I think in two thousand eight. So they're not that none obscure. Of us, none of us had ever heard of them. They're obscure. Odin, had you ever heard but, of Ghost? Is that the top forty in Iceland, or where's the top forty <laughs> from? Maybe, maybe. I don't believe I have heard of of this band. When you say doom metal, I assume it's a doom tribute band, but apparently it's not. Yeah. What? Well, um. Well, okay. Odin, I have a question. Have yeah. you ever have you ever heard of the high of the uh, Hawaiian Punch Ghost? The Hawaiian oh Punch God. Ghost. No, I have not heard of the Hawaiian Punch Ghost. <laughs> you're not you're not allowed to tell the story again. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even remember which episode we brought it up on, but I'm gonna I'm gonna just sum it up in that Michael was getting Hawaiian Punch from work, and he was bringing it home, and his family didn't know where the Hawaiian Punch was coming from. <laughs> so, the theory that this family came up with that a ghost was coming in the house and bringing Hawaiian punch into the fridge. So okay. Michael dressed up like a ghost and went into his in-laws bedroom in the middle of the night with a bottle of Hawaiian punch and went, Ooh, you seem thirsty. No, no, you didn't know it's you, you look thirsty. So thirsty. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, How did he buy the fruit punch with ghost nickels? Oh my god. We have to bring back, back this inside thing over and over again. It comes up in every goddamn episode. You know what? You know what I have to say about that, Michael? No. Shut the fuck Shut up, the Michael. Fuck up. <laughs> it's Anthony's fault. He said ghost. Oh my god, that stupid story. You laughed harder than any of us. Oh, it, it's one of the funniest things I've ever heard, but there is such a thing as dragging a story into the ground, especially when you bring it up when we have a guest who have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> that makes it funny again. Oh like, my god, I hate you so much. <laughs> you know, it happens. <laughs> I, uh, anybody else? Any guys? Anything we want to share before we close out? I start back to my welding classes this week. That's about it for me. Well, that's awesome. That's one talent I never picked up. Yeah, the, the classes are a little extensive, but completely worth it because you actually get a good uh, full certification. Oh, okay, cool. So. I, I, I do have one. Um, I got an email this week that um. A photo I submitted to the annual readers contest of popular photography um, got um, selected for the finals. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I saw the yeah no, that's. <laughs> yeah. I'm really that, proud of you, man. That was my big deal news this week. Yeah. I'm, I'm very proud of you, Brian. That is awesome. That is awesome. Really good. Yeah. That, that we'll, find, we'll, we'll find out how awesome it is to see if I win any of the categories. I hope <laughs> you win at least one, man. I really do. Yeah. Because you deserve it. The, you showed me the picture that you submitted, and it was an amazing picture. Yeah. It was that one, that thing in it. It was in focus. It was cool. 
Yeah. Yeah. Odin's familiar. <laughs> Odin knows. Yeah. I mean, he's the all father. That's right. <laughs> I, 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 had think, to get I think <laughs> That's we have gotten. I think we have gotten to that point where it's time to end the show, Michael. I think it is too, Brian. <laughs> well, everybody, I've been your host, Special Mikey, uh, and I just want to say thank you, everybody, for being here. And you know, uh, always with me, always is. Hindu no, Anthony. no, 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 no. You got to give the special thanks to Odin first. You know what? You're right. <laughs> Odin, before yes. I do any kind of walk out on this, thank you so much for being here. Oh, you're very welcome. It's been swell, but the swelling's gone down. <laughs> his yeah. expectations uh, were low. This is his first podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yes, actually, Trust it is. Me. Well, thank you for setting it low. We were able to do... <laughs> we were able to hopefully raise it a little bit. I doubt it. Oh, but. no. No, it was great. I had a lot of fun. Thank you guys very much. <laughs> yeah. And like we said, you know, always welcome back. And it was wonderful talking to you about how you got into fabrication, hearing how cool your dad was. Thank you. I mean... Man, your your dad, uh, pretty awesome dude. From what just from what you told us here, uh, you know, and you're you're really awesome with everything that you're taking care of. Your day job's actually really awesome. Uh, <laughs> work with DIY prop shops, great. Congratulations again on the Emmy. Yeah, thank you very much. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. If you ever feel bad about yourself, just come to us. We will we will definitely inflate that ego. I promise. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah, thank you for being here. We'll, we hope you come back soon. And just great episode, guys. I really enjoyed myself today. And you know, be, I'm, you know I've been your host, Special Mikey, along with Hindu Anthony. Bye, everyone. And Super Vegan Brian. Bye bye. It's like he died. <laughs> <laughs> and a very special guest, Odin. We're Thanks. probably just going to start calling All Father, because <laughs> he's everything under the sun now. Well, if and, you like a loose translation of my name, it's Odin Abbott is the All Father. Father. That's even Abbott. better. <laughs> That's even better. Yeah. And this has been Nerd Podcast Radio, guys. Uh, and as always, stay nerdy, stay informed, and stay and awesome. Stay awesome. Stay awesome. Say bye. Say bye, Anthony. Cut him off. Goodbye. Thanks for listening to our new show, Nerd Podcast Radio.